Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. It's interesting. I, I was used to work for uh, one of the large phone companies, AT&T. And, uh, and when I worked for AT&T, I uh, had a job for a number of years where I was in advertising at AT&T. And being in advertising at AT&T, trust me, man, it's a lot of fun. I got to do a lot of cool stuff. It was amazing. And I remember one time when my agency... Uh, pitched me an idea for a particular TV commercial. And it really sounded cool. And so I said, yeah, I'm going to go for that. Let's, we're going we're gonna to take this idea. And so they said, okay, great. Well, because it involves a racing motif, we're going we're gonna to check into running out uh, a, a, a speedway of some kind, some kind of racetrack. And I'm like, great. And so then they came back to me and said, yeah, we're, we're going to run out Atlanta Motor Speedway for the day. And I said, Wow. And inside I'm going, <laughs> wow, that's impressive. Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's rent out Atlanta Motor Speedway. Why not? Of course, you know. And, uh, and so we rented out Atlanta Motor Speedway for the day. And we were out there and filming this, this TV commercial. And I remember being out there and it was just cool because, again, the whole raceway was ours for the day. And they were doing the filming and they had all the different positions that you do in the TV and a commercial shoot and everything. And, and they filmed for a couple hours and then they said, okay, we're going to take a, we're going to take a break now. The crew's getting a break. And so, um, everybody just take it easy. And they went to me cause I was the client. They, they, they refer to the, the advertiser as the client, of course, because he's the one paying the very, very large bills. And, uh, they, they came to me. I was the senior guy there, uh, from the company. And they said, okay, you know, you're the boss, so to speak. They said, the, the track's free about a half hour in case you want to get on the track yourself, feel free. And I'm like, really? And I, th- and I was in- inside, I was saying, oh, well, okay. And, and I thought, it, it just in my own car? And they're like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking, wow, this is really coming. Because in those days, I had uh, a fire engine red T-top Nissan Pulsar five-speed. Man, this car was awesome. It could move. It was a T-top. Oh, it was a nice car. Tiffany remembers it well. And so anyway, uh, so we, we had this, uh, I had this T-top, this five-speed. I'm like, okay, man, I'm going to go on the track. I said, okay, I think I'm going to go on the track. I tried to play it real cash. And they were like, immediately, they got on their walkie-talkie. Client's going on the track. Client, client's going on the track. Okay, clear the track. Client's going on the track. But like, whoa, okay, man, all right. And so <laughs> everybody else was on a break. 
So, uh, and they, they gave me some, some instructions. I've never driven in a, on an Atlanta Motor speed, speed, Speedway. This is, the, this is the mega thing that the NASCAR things go on. And, uh, and so they said, okay, well, first of all, a couple guidelines. You can't go over whatever it was, 100 and something miles an hour, because any faster, we have to have an ambulance on, on site. <laughs> That's reassuring. Okay, and so I'm like, okay, but I'm thinking, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely move, though. Uh, and, uh, and, so, and then they said, okay, and then the other thing is you have to go around as many times as you want. We got, there, there's nothing else going on right now. Everybody's, and they said, and they gave me one more tip, and they said, when you get to the curves, don't slow down much. I said, wait, wait, hold, hold on just a minute. Hold on just a minute. Excuse me. Don't slow down. Are you kidding me? Don't slow down. Listen, if you're going like a hundred and something miles an hour and you're driving on a straight, and then there's a left turn, which, you know, it's an, it's an oval. You're going to slow down. I mean, I'm going to slow down to, you know, look, stop, look both ways, make sure <laughs> make my left turn is what I'm and they said, no, no, no. They said, don't, don't slow down much because as you go into the, the curves, the, the banks, uh, the, the, the track itself is, is angled in such a way uh, that you need to keep your momentum. You need to keep your momentum. So uh, obviously be careful, but if you slow down too much, you're going to feel like you're, you're, you're being pulled down inside the track. And I'm like, okay. And so I start driving, you know, shit, to get up to my five-speed, man. I'm going, I'm falling my T-top. It's a cute little red sports car. I was moving, man. Ooh, I was having fun. And, and I got that straight, like, you know, just going down. And, and, and then I would come around that curve, and I'm like, you know, you feel a little bit tentative. And, and sure, you let off the accelerator some, but then you start going around. I'm like, man, this is awfully fast to take this, because it's a, it's a pretty significant left, you know, or, or right turn, depending left turn. And, uh, and, and as, as I did it though, going with some good speed, I could feel because the, the track was flat and then it banked as it curved and, and I could feel, and I was just being pressed right into the floor. Perfect position. Didn't, wasn't thrown to the right, wasn't thrown to the left. It was like I was driving on a straightaway as I went on that curve and then it flattened back out. The angle at Atlanta Motor Speedway is, is like around 25% angled banked on the, on, the, on the curves. It's pretty steep. I, later on, I just went and walked on the, on the curb. It's hard to stand up. It's so steep of, of a grade of an angle on those curves. But when you're going about it at a pretty good rate of speed, it, 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 the centrifugal force just pushes you right into the ground so that, so that it's, it's at equilibrium. Uh, and so he said, keep that momentum up and it really stuck with me and 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 spoke to me and it was just so interesting and wow what a great experience man it was just unbelievable and so much fun oh my gosh that was just a blast in fact uh they they, then they started filming more and then after a couple hours they said okay we're going to take another half hour break they said you want to go back out i'm like sure and so (laughs) when i drove back on the track you know it's like how often you get a chance to do something like that it was a lot of fun that's that's for sure Second Thessalonians, please. Second Thessalonians chapter three. Let's read verse 13. It says something very interesting. And I want you to weigh into this message and let the Lord speak to you. Let him give you some guidance for something that's going to help you in your life. Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse 13 says, but as for you, brothers, do not grow weary 
of doing good. What a great message. Do not grow weary of doing good. Shema, listen, coronavirus hit very hard in March and April. You, you all remember it well. By June, you know, things were th- looking a little bit better. Then, of course, July and August have been pretty bad in terms of some of the numbers. Okay, March, April, May, perhaps you kept up with things. Perhaps you were on your game, even spiritually. What did you do? Maybe March, April, May, maybe you reached out to some elderly people, to some older folks, some of our seniors. You reached out to people. Uh, you know, people weren't even going to the supermarket. Maybe you, you sought to help somebody. You delivered something to somebody's house. You checked in on people. March, April, May, maybe you, maybe you were really faithful to read your Bible regularly because why? Uh, what else are you going to do? There, the, a lot of people were at home. You're at home a lot more often. Read your Bible regularly. Uh, perhaps you were very faithful in watching those Bethlehem on st- streams online, right? Oh, man, you didn't miss one in you know, March, April, May. You, you, were, you were on track, man. You were making every single, watching every one of those streams, just staying connected in, staying with it, if you will. You went, maybe March, April, May, you just went out of your way to be nice to people, <laughs> Because you know that the country was just so very stressed and, and there were so many questions about the pandemic and, and, uh, and what's going on. There's so many questions unanswered. And, and so people, in, in many ways, you could kind of sense, although they were on edge, they were trying to kind of go out of their way to be nice to other people. People were understanding. You gave people a wide berth if you went to the grocery store. You understand. There was just a lot of uh, deference and respect to people. Perhaps you even faithfully gave uh, even above your tithes because you knew that that would be challenging. Yes, you, you, you tithed regularly. You, you, you gave of your finances to the Lord. And you even knew because intellectually, you know, well, gosh, they're not having regular services and stuff. And, and they're, but they're giving out benevolence. And gosh, it's, it's difficult. And people gave extra, extra gifts even uh, to, to make up for some others that were out of work and, and, and such like this as part of the team, hashtag team that we're a part of here at Beth Hillel. Maybe you, maybe you texted people on Shabbat uh, when we say, hey, listen, text people, text somebody. And maybe you did that faithfully March, April, May. You were texting people. Uh, regularly, and, and, and you, you called people, you called to check on people, people that you didn't even know quite as often. You, 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 you gave people extra grace in life. But, but friends, now, now, it's been like five months, and candidly, many of you are ready to move on. <laughs> I sense it. I'm sure that you sense it. Many people are just ready to move on. They are tired of things as they are. The veneer of kindness and civility is beginning to wear off a little bit. (laughs) I get that. I really do. I get that. I mean, People, in some ways, people for a few months this year seem to be on their best behavior. Letting more people on. 285 even wasn't too bad. March, April, May, right? Chris, it wasn't too bad. Uh, 
And, and yet now it's, it seems like things are reverting uh, and, and, and the, the tension is kind of uh, still mounting. And, and a lot of that stuff that you did before, you're not doing as much now as you were. But listen, my friends, when you've got some momentum, don't give that up. When you're doing good, don't become weary of it. Don't become weary of doing good. Don't slow down. You got to keep up your momentum. If you've been doing some good things and some amazing things back March, April, May, as you were reaching out, as you were in the word, as you were faithfully watching the streams, as you were giving, it's got all these different things. If you were faithfully doing, helping out senior citizens, looking out for, for neighbors, calling relatives, if you were doing these things before, these are all good things in your word more often, reading a devotional, getting into shape. Whatever it was that you were doing, March, April, May, keep up the momentum. Don't become weary of doing good. It's so easy to lose that momentum. If you were doing these things once the pandemic hit or even before, don't stop now. You've got to push through. You've got to push through. Even months later, it's so interesting. I know that when, uh, when people come to faith, oftentimes they have this kind of almost like a, a new believer excitement. And, and, and you see it because they, they've, they've discovered that they can have a relationship with God. And it's so palpable and powerful. And they're so very touched. And they're on fire and they're telling everybody else about God. And they're, they're into the word and they're studying. And then what happens? Time. Time happens and after a certain amount of time, suddenly the, the, the newness of the excitement fades. And, 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 uh, and if it doesn't mature then it can be lost. You see that sometimes in marriages. You know, when you're a newlywed, everything is great. Everything is exciting. Five years into a marriage, if you've given up everything, you're going to have a tough time. Now, does it change? Yes. Does it mature? Yes. But it cannot be abandoned. You've got to keep up the momentum, my friends. You got to push through. Galatians chapter 6, starting in verse 8, says this For the one who sows in the flesh will reap corruption from the flesh, but the one who sows in the ruach, or spirit, will reap from the ruach eternal life. So let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, whenever we have the opportunity, let us do good toward all, especially those who belong to the household of faith. Beloved, you can't lose heart in doing good. Mm, you got to have some of that stick to because in due time, we will reap a reward if we do not give up. We can't give up doing good. 
Did you forward out? I know you did. I know you forwarded out the Bethel streams in, in March and April. I, I have data on this. I know that, 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 our, that our YouTube channel was being forwarded out, that, that people were clicking these buttons here, right, to, to forward out the links. You could see it, right? Keep forwarding them out. Don't stop now. Did you click the like button? People click the like button. You could see the, but then, you know, time fades. Okay, whatever. No, 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 no. Keep doing it. Did you reach out to others? March, April, May. Did you reach out to them? Keep reaching out to them. Did you check in on people before? Seniors or, or what have you. Keep checking in on them. Don't stop. Were you sharing the good news of Yeshua with others? Perhaps family members. Don't slow down. Don't lose the momentum. We have an opportunity, even within this pandemic, that some of you were starting to do some things good and right, but you've begun to slow them down. It reminds me a little bit of a New Year's resolution. People, you know, for New Year's resolutions, what do they do? They, they make their commitment and they go to the gym. The gyms know, if you, if you go to any gym, they'll tell you that their most profitable month is January. That's when they get all their people signing up and, and their emptiest quarter is the fourth quarter. Why? Because all those people who paid those dues in January have stopped coming by then, before the next New Year's resolution, right? We can't be that way spiritually. Don't become weary of doing good, as the scripture says. You've got to be, be resolute. You've got to resolve to be focused on this. Whenever you have an opportunity, we must do good to others. And honestly, let, let's, one of the things that I do here at Bethel is I try to be real. I don't try to get so philosophical that there's nothing practical. No, no, no. We, we have to live in the real world. And in this real world right now, this whole thing is wearing. This whole pandemic thing is wearing. I know it is. Suicide hotlines are up huge. Depression is up huge in this country right now. There are a lot of mental health issues going on right now. This is wearing, y'all. I know it is. It's hard to adjust our lives like this. Do we start school in person? Do we not? Do we have services? When do we start? Do we, how do we interact with people? What if somebody shakes hands? Are they, you know, they, they wear a mask or don't wear a mask? You got all the people. Do we add new uh, un unemployment? Do we not? Do, there's just all this stuff. It's, it's it, people losing their jobs. Some people, you know, job scared. Other people have, there's so much here. It's very wearing. And it's hard to adjust ourselves in this, in this kind of a, a season here. Uh, but don't devolve into criticism. My brother, sister, don't devolve into criticism. Don't debase yourself by being snippy with others in this season. It's not worth it. Because if you do, you will lose your spiritual momentum. You will lose that spiritual momentum. It's almost like you have to recommit yourself to being faithful. Lord, I am going to continue to uh, to, to, to press in during this season. 
Is it easy to become weary? Yes, it is. it is easy to become weary. That's why the scripture says don't become weary in doing good because it's easy to become weary. Especially if you don't see a reward right away in your face. Or if you just get, you know, if nothing seems to change, you keep having to do it. Oh, don't become weary in doing good. My son, my son who is a sports fan, and, and he and I are Atlanta sports fans, which means... We like uh, pain. <laughs> well, let's just say it. But my son who watches sports uh, uh, sometimes with me knows the importance of Mighty Mo. We talk about it sometimes when we're watching a, a game. Mighty Mo. There's some truth to Mighty Mo. Momentum. Momentum, man. Mighty Mo. You get that momentum and, and it can change the whole course of a game. Even a team that's not as good as the better team can win the game if they get Mighty Mo on their side. There's, there's truth to that momentum. It changes things. And friends, when you are doing these good things, is it sometimes sacrificial? Yes. Yes. Friends, sometimes it is sacrificial. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16 says this. Think about this. Do not neglect doing good and sharing. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Ooh, well pleased. Friends, whenever the Bible says, if you do something, God is not just pleased, but well pleased, right? If God is well pleased, whatever that is, man, it's probably a good idea to do. It says, don't neglect doing good and sharing, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Some people, some people act like it in these times that we're in, that you have to look out for yourself most importantly. Some people will symbolically say, I look out for three people, me, myself, and I. <laughs> My four and no more. Well, friends, if that's how you feel, you're clearly not reading the bestseller. You're clearly not reading this book, my friends. It says that if you make sacrifices for others, God is well pleased. God is well pleased if you make sacrifices for others. And that sacrifice and that sacrifice might even mean not to respond when somebody says something to you that would normally provoke you, but you hold it back. <laughs> Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Here's one of the things I'm discovering. I'm telling you, this, is, this has been a lifelong lesson for me that I've been getting more and more. It's a hard lesson. The older I get, the more I'm learning it, though. Reacting is not good. Maybe it's obvious, but it doesn't feel obvious. And in a practical sense, it's very much not uh, it's not intuitive, right? Sir or ma'am, don't return a snide comment with a snide comment. Don't do it. Don't do it. Sometimes you even have to sacrifice winning the argument. It's not worth it. Sometimes as the Lord is maturing me in the process, I got a long way to go. But sometimes as the Lord is maturing me, there'll be some situation 
and somebody else say something, and I will just know that they're wrong, and I'm right, and I and I know it, and I I mean I'm positive of it, and especially if they just keep pressing the button, right? It's it's just everything in you wants to show them that, that you're right and they're wrong, and. And, and it feels like if you don't, that you're going to lose and they're going to demonstrate that they know more than you or whatever. Sometimes let it go. You'd, sometimes you just got to let it go. It's not worth the fight. If the issue is not of that great importance and is not some spiritual or moral issue, just let it go. It's okay. That's hard to do, my friends, but sometimes if, if you sacrifice for the good of the community, that's a good thing. The Lord is well pleased with this because Yeshua did this. Yeshua did this, my friends. Let's turn to 1 Peter, please, chapter 2. Listen to this. So very interesting, and it, and it directly addressed this point. You got to really make an effort to do this because it's not easy. It, it crucifies the flesh to do this. It's not easy for anybody. It's not easy for me. First Peter chapter 2, verse 19. For this finds favor if, for the sake of conscience towards God, someone endures grief from suffering undeservedly. For what credit is there if, when you sin and get a beating, you endure. No. But if you endure when you do good and suffer for it, this finds favor with God. For you were called to this because Messiah also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his footsteps. He committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. This is quoting Isaiah in the Tanakh, by the way, 53. If you're a, one of my Jewish friends, look in your Hebrew scriptures at Isaiah 53. It describes Yeshua to a T. When he was abused, verse 23, he did not return the abuse while suffering, he made no threats. Instead, he kept entrusting himself to the one who judges righteously. <sighs> my, 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 my. I'm not there. <laughs> I can tell you that. I am not there. I'm working toward it, though. I hope you're working toward it, too. This message is for me too. This is for all of us. We got to keep up that momentum if we're doing good. It's so easy to get sidetracked and, and slow down. And these are like speed bumps. Can you imagine if the Atlanta Motor Speedway had speed bumps? <laughs> that, would, that would really affect the race, wouldn't it? That would affect your speed a lot, especially at those speeds. But these are speed bumps, this kind of stuff. Yeshua was persecuted undeservedly. Scripture says that that God blesses you if you suffer undeservedly, endures grief, if you will. It, but because when you endure this and do good and suffer for it, it finds favor with God, it says. Mm. Wow. 
So you find favor with the Lord if, if you do good and you suffer for it, for you're, you're trying to help somebody. So you can't let anything get in your way. Even when the adversary tries to throw roadblocks in your way, don't, don't move past him. You got to move past him. You got to bust through him. Don't let your attitude, if you've been having a good attitude, if you're having a good day, listen, this is hard stuff. If you're having a good day, don't let it be brought down by somebody's snide comment to you. Don't let it happen. Don't let it happen, my friends. No, no, even if you have to endure it, don't, don't give them the snide comment back. Don't do it. You'll be blessed. You'll find favor with God. Don't become weary of this. Don't slow down. Keep up the momentum. It's easy to get bogged down. It's easy to become stuck in the mud. Revelation, please, chapter 2. We, we hear here, 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 in Revelation chapter 2, about the attitude that we should have and something that we have to be on guard for. It says this in verse 4 talking to the, to the congregation there, but I have, and the people in the congregation, but I have this against you, that you have forsaken your first love. Remember then from where you have fallen. Repent and do the deeds you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your menorah from its place unless you repent. Do the deeds you did at first, we read. Isn't it the case that seeing that things seemed much simpler at one point? When, we, when, 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 when we're just doing good, everybody, right? And, and, and when the faith is just so pure and so uncomplicated, wow, it puts confusion away. The adversary loves to bring confusion. Hear me on this, beloved. The adversary loves to confuse. That's one of the tactics of the adversary is to bring division through confusion. Confusion stalls momentum. Hear me again. Confusion stalls momentum. If you're driving as fast as you can on, on, the, on that speedway and you're getting some good and you're, in, you're leading in the race, you're doing well, and then you're like, oh, hold on, what, what do I do? Do I shift down here? Do I, am I turning left? Do I need to, what? You're going to slow down. You're going to lose your momentum. It's real easy to lose momentum in a NASCAR race. You can, you can be in the right kind of stream, they call them, while, while you're slipstreaming with somebody else, right? And... And then you get a little bit off. Maybe you take your mind off the game for just a little bit and you get out of your kind of your lane. And then suddenly you'll see, ooh, the wind suddenly comes against your heart and boom, people pass you. You've lost your momentum. Why? Out of confusion. Don't allow yourself to become cluttered with confusing and false doctrine. There's a lot of weird doctrine out there, my friends. A lot of weird stuff on the internet. Stick with the truth and do it. Do it. We've got to do it. The, the problem is, is not that people don't, don't know enough. It's that they don't do enough of what they know. Do the deeds you did at first. 
That, that's what, what uh, Yochanan, John says. And that's really what the Lord said, actually. Do the deeds you did at first. Remember what we're talking about here? March, April, May, when the pandemic was just hitting and everybody was on edge. And how was your attitude towards other people? And my friends, finally, really, how do you keep your momentum? How do you keep that momentum? How do you keep that momentum going there in, in fifth gear if you've got a five-speed, right? Here's how you keep your momentum by earnestly, earnestly seeking God. You got to seek God earnestly. Psalm chapter 63, please. The psalmist in Psalm chapter 63, verse 2, I love this, says this. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. <laughs> See, my friends, our country right now, isn't it? It's in many ways a dry and weary land. Weary from the virus and all its ramifications and fallout, weary from the infighting amongst our people, weary from the isolation, and dry from the lack of nourishment, dry from the body of Messiah not being in unity, dry from the systematic removal of God from nearly every element of American society. But nonetheless, and all the more, this is why you have to earnestly seek God in these times, to earnestly seek God in these times. Your soul needs to thirst for God, to long for him, especially in dry times like this when we are weary. We have to not stop. We must keep pressing forward to the mark of the high calling. If you want to win a race at Atlanta Motor Speedway, you have to keep your momentum in the curves. Life is throwing us curves this year. Are you keeping your momentum? We must run like a runner, the race put before us. And when it comes to doing good, and when it comes to doing good and passionately following God, we can't slow down. We can't slow down. We can't slow down. The title of my message is Momentum. Let's bow our heads. I want to ask if you're here and you feel like maybe you've lost some momentum. You're a believer, but you feel like you've lost some of that momentum. Maybe you were passion and passion for God early in this uh, pandemic and you were pushing through and you were helping and you were blessing and you were in your prayer life was strong. 
and you were into the word and you were doing other good things, right? But, but, but it's faded some. It started to fade and you've lost some of that momentum. Well, this message was for you. And the Lord is encouraging you nicely. Do your rabbi, your loving rabbi. He's encouraging you, pick up the momentum. Put your foot back on the accelerator and do the deeds you did at first. Keep it up. Don't be bogged down. Don't be distracted. Don't be, don't be uh, confused by weird stuff that's out there. Don't be distracted by by, by people and their attitudes right now and, and people pressing your buttons and you becoming weary. Don't become weary of doing good. Lord, in the name of Yeshua, I pray for each and every person who's watching this, God, that they, that they feel encouraged and, and, and almost they feel like, you know, uh, Mark, if, if, you, if you are at a, 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 one of these NASCAR races, sometimes the car goes in for a pit, quick pit stop and they're very fast and they refuel and they get new tires and boom, they screech back out and get back out on the track full speed. And they get that momentum going again. For some of you, maybe this, this message was a pit stop that you needed to fuel up, get some new tires and get back on that track and do what you know you need to be doing for the Lord in whatever area it is. It might be your, your financial life, giving your finances unto God the way that you know that you should and maybe you haven't been. Whatever it is, sharing with somebody else and you've been slacking some with that or how you treat your loved ones and, and, the, and the grace that you gave them earlier this year that you're not doing as much now. Whatever it is, get that momentum back again, mighty Mo. Lord, only you can do this and that's if we earnestly seek you. Oh, we wanna earnestly seek you, God, because voom, We'll get that momentum going back again if we earnestly seek you. I pray for people like this who are watching right now, God. You might even be watching this YouTube video a year from now, five years from now. I don't even know. It doesn't matter when you're watching this. Let the Lord touch you. And God, I also want to ask this. If you are watching this right now and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, repeat this prayer after me and the Lord will touch you. Say, dear God, I humble myself before you. Please forgive me of my sins. I accept Yeshua into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, Lord, in Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the very first time, send us an email. We want to celebrate with you and we'll send you some material. We just want to rejoice with you. But otherwise, my friends, wherever you are, I hope that you're blessed. As we're starting this next school year, I pray that the Lord touches you and ministers to you and, and lets you really rev up, keep that momentum going, and, and maybe even ratchet it up a notch right here for the remaining part of 2020 in Yeshua's name. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. 
That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L dot O-R-G. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. La, 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 la.